Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey, and you're welcome to the Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights, and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. With Milk Recording a priority job on dairy farms in the coming weeks, Emma Behan from Progressive Genetics breaks down the process and differentiates between manual and DIY milk recording. I think it's important to say there's two different types of milk recording. There's DIY services and there is manual services. Um, just a, a quick breakdown on, on which um, would be suitable in the parlour is um, if you don't have equipment um, for sampling, so basically meters or jars, you're looking at going down to DIY road um so that's where we would supply the meters our technician would drop in um them meters prior to the milk recording and the data handler which will the data handler will connect connect to the meter you'll as the farmer put in the tag number um it will read the kgs of milk in the background in the meter and it will take an adequate sample and you're just replacing the bottle as as the different rows of cows come in your manual then is slightly different that's where a parlor will have jars or meters already set up for sampling we will have an allocated recorder that will go into your farm each for each recording they will actually have a handheld them, themselves um, say for argument's sake, you had a 12 unit parlor, they will put in the cows one to 12 um, tag numbers. And what they will do then is they will take a sample per animal. They'll scan that bottle in in that session, recording the yield through the handheld as well. Um, the jar meter will be agitated um, and the, the, the correct amount of milk will be sampled. And then what will happen in the following session is you won't be required to, to lift another sample. You'll just be required to, to, to well, the recorder to read the, the kgs of milk. And it's fair to say, Emma, it's a two person job. Um, you know, it's, it's not as simple as just changing clusters in the milking process. Um, you, you mentioned for the manual that there is, um, I suppose, a service provider who will come in and um, work the handheld and, and take the yields and take the milk sample. Um, you know, for DIY, um, you know, a one person milking may become a two or a three person job. Is there a facility available with yourselves to provide that help? Yes, of course. Look, with DIY, it's, it, it's essentially you're, you're, you're doing it yourself. Um, and as a farmer, you're required to obviously do the milking and, and also recording. So if there isn't any extra help at home or on the farm already, we do have um, assistance that we can um, somebody can go in and help with that recording. It's just for look at um, based on the amount of cows, it'll be an extra charge, but that can be arranged per um, herd. I think that that that's um, I suppose that, that that's a real help for some people, particularly those who are you know are starting out on a milk recording journey this year. You mentioned that um, in the manual setting that they would take the I suppose the assistants would take one uh, milk sample. That is obviously changed as to what we would have seen in the past, where you would have taken a sample at each milk recording. Can you explain that, Emma? Yeah, so um, years ago, you used to have to take the two samples. You used to have to take one in the evening, one in the morning, or vice versa. Um, now, in the last two to three years, we have introduced a single sampling in the manual recording. Um, and that will basically, the recorder will lift a sample in one of the sessions and they'll lift the read the milk kgs. The following morning, if they go back in, um, 
they will be reading just the yields. So it's done basically, fat and protein is done on a calculation based on the intervals between the milking. And given, Emma, that farmers must milk record now in order to justify the use of antibiotics at dry off, have you observed an increase in the level of milk recording across the country? Yeah, look, at I think um, it, with the emphasis being put on it now, of course, it, it, it's it's uh, we we have we we've last year we we had a 23, 24% increase in milk recording. We do expect quite similar this year, um, if not more. So um, with the 23% increase last year, we were recording roughly 55% of the herds nationally. Um, so we can we can only imagine that that's going to increase again this year. And have you increased capacity to cope with that rising demand that you've seen in the last 12 months? Yeah, of course. Look, at as the herds increase and cows increase nationally, we have um, we've moved with, with it as well. We have new um, EDIY vans on the road. We've more um, recorders. We have assistance. And looking across the profile of the, the year and, you know, for a lot of people, they're spring calving. So, you know, they will be in milk from February until December. Where are the real pinch points that you would see in terms of milk recording times where, you know, you're flat out? Yeah, well, look at um, our season really kicks off in March. Um, lads have calved down. They all want to get their first milk recording done. Um, and it'll run. We found last year it ran a little bit later. It ran to the end of November, early December um, when lads are drying off. But there are our two busiest times now throughout the year is hectic, of course. But there are, are really um, busy times. Lads want to, to get the first recording done. It's look at one of the most important recordings in the year. And so is that last recording. And I think it it's important to say that if you are thinking about recording um, or if you are even just looking at getting started this year and you may have recorded last year, maybe you thought your first recording was slightly too late. We would recommend actually going maybe with your 60 to 70 percent um, of cows calved in the herd, then waiting to have the full 100 percent calved. You're putting yourself under pressure and also the technicians, the DIY technicians are already busy at that time of year going into other herds. So to allow if you're new for training um, and yeah, look at them extra cows that are, are left to calve after your first milk recording, they will be captured in your second, third, fourth, fifth um, recording throughout the year. So the sample is taken from farm Emma. What sort of results does a farmer expect to receive back from you? Yeah, so look at after every test, he'll get a report um, with the results for that milk recording. And basically what you will see is a milk recording and lifetime summary report. Um, on the front page, it'll be done with a production summary. Um, you will see your herd um, average per cow versus the top 20% in the same production category um, is included. You'll also see per cow fats, proteins, lactose, somatic cell count, and you'll also see your volume of milk in kgs. For that test date, you'll also see year-to-date figures and you'll also see lifetime figures. And just touching on um, somatic cell count slightly there is there is a great report um, section in the coloured report now where you'll see red, orange, blue and green cows. So basically they will um, identify persistently infected, which is two plus tests over the 200,000 mark. They're going to be in your red. You're going to see orange then, which is recently infected. Um, and they are just currently after going over the 2% in that milk recording. And then you'll see your your good, your 
um, good cows and you'll see your recently cured cows and your, your healthy cows who are persistently below the 200,000 mark. And in terms of the results, what is the expected turnaround time from the day of milk recording to when the farmer expects to receive those results? So look at we aim from the when the samples are lifted on the farm to the results being um, back with the farmer, um, either via email um, or from ICBF or milk recording results will go directly to AgriNet app. Um, so we aim to get it back to the farmer within seven days. Um, give or take, look at what bank holidays and different things and the rush time, which is, like I said, which is March, November. We could, That could be altered slightly, but the aim is there for seven days. In terms then of cost and, you know, when we when we think about tasks like milk recording, you know, farmers will always wonder what exactly is this going to cost me? Um, I know previously um, the costing was based on schemes, the A4, A6 or A8, and that appears on milk recording results. But what sort of pricing system exists at the moment? Yeah, so look, at years ago, we would have had um, schemes, you would have been set up to do your four, your six, your eight, and you had to basically um, get them done and, and pay in advance um, years, years ago. But that has changed. So you're still within a scheme. You still set up the minimum of test is for we highly recommend um, with the way the data is now and, and how um, important it is to use. We would re- recommend a minimum of six in the year. Um, and then you would basically as you do your test, you pay then. So you might may test, it varies the price because you may test with only 120 cows in your first milk recording. Your second milk recording, you could be at 130, 140. So the, the, the price per recording will vary based on the amount of cows you're testing. On average, if you're looking at doing four tests in the year, which is the minimum, um, it's it works roughly out at around 12 euro per animal per year. If you are doing your six, just to give you another idea, um, you're looking at around 18 euro per animal per year. We are now in late February. So farmers listening in today, you know, have milk recorded in the past, but may, maybe haven't done that milk recording before all cows were calved, you know, what is your recommendation in terms of a date that they should look at where they had a predicted calving date of the 1st of February, but ended up calving from the, um, you know, maybe the 20th of January? Yeah, look, we will, um, we aim to get, and, and it's a highly recommended that you get your first recording in earlier than than you expect because of that rush in March. Um, everyone wants to start at the same time, basically. So go that bit earlier. We recommend, look at if you're looking at, say, the, the middle of March, go the start of March, go to end of February. Um, you're getting in early. It avoids that if you, if you actually leave it too long, you're going to be delayed starting because there's going to be so many others to get to. Um, our technician, our, our DIY vans are on the road first thing at five o'clock in the morning and they're, they're, they're still collecting meters up until 11 at night. It is mental at that first rush. So um, just highly yeah, take it into consideration. Don't wait until all cows are calved. Don't wait till the 100%. Go that bit earlier and you'll get in early. That first recording is crucial to get. And your point earlier, Emma, about 60 to 70 percent of cows calved is an ideal time to go. And if farmers reflect themselves, you know, they've done a significant work to improve their six week calving rate. And the reality is a lot of them will have 60 percent plus of their herd calved in the month of February. So it's 
attainable for farmers to get that early milk recording on the first days of March. Thank you, Emma. Thank you very much. That's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast. And my thanks to Emma Behan for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.